My friends, welcome to another episode on the J.A. Podcast. This episode right here you're about to listen to. Give me like 30 seconds, man. Give me like 30 seconds. It is an interview I did with Dr. Amy Novotny. She is, my friends, she is the founder of the P.A.B.R. Institute. And that stands for Pain Awareness Breathing Techniques in this podcast interview you will hear from a doctor herself about something that you need to start practicing in your life and that is in the power of your breath ask her a series of questions you know we just go from here go there we don't plan these things man we just run with it man we let the spirit move us the spirit guide us we let our breath guide us no pun intended but i hope that you get some value out of this one and uh, it just, yeah, like will shape you in, in a way it shaped me because a lot of us, we're just breathing wrong, man. We, we got the wrong posture. You know what I mean? And so Dr. Amy Novotny brings that to light for us. And yeah, if you want to uh, work with her, of course, of course, we're going to put her website in the in the notes here and uh, I'll put her IG handle and uh, yeah, we can go from there. But hope you get a lot of value from the show. See you later. Hello, Dr. Novotny. Hi, how are you doing? Doing very well. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Sorry, I was having a little trouble getting that going. No worries. No worries. Welcome to the Justin Gary podcast, man. I am pumped up to talk to you. Yeah, this will be fun. I was just checking out your Instagram and the PABR Institute, and I just can't wait to give our audience some some value. And I just think your, yeah, your whole approach is really really interesting. Thank you. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's very counterintuitive to people. So yeah. it does take a little bit of briefing, and it's always good to have some kind of explanation that goes along before people try it out, because a lot uh-huh. of people will just not not accept it but yeah. once they go through it they're all on board yeah 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 so just so just so everybody listening kind of knows what's up dr amy novotny is the founder of pabr which is the pain awareness breathing technique and i just want to reiterate that 
again um, to you guys so you know kind of what's up here. But if you could just give us a like, you know, just kind of a brief understanding of what that would look like for somebody to just walk in and like, yeah, try this out for the first time. Sure. So actually, I do this virtually with people all over the world. So they don't even okay. have to walk in anywhere. No <laughs> they just way. get on their computer. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I have clients literally New Zealand, England, um, France, I mean, all over. And Super cool. basically people, they come to me usually through referral or they've heard me speak looking for relief from pain, stress, anxiety, um, sleep issues. They're scheduled for an orthopedic surgery. Like they just had a rotator cuff tear, ACL tear, or they have chronic back pain and mm -hmm. they're trying to avoid back or neck surgery or, or even joint replacement stuff. So people, or even some people I've worked with NFL players who were recovering from a surgery and traditional PT, they couldn't get them better. They've been doing traditional stuff for a year and then, what we're doing basically for all these people it's all the yeah yeah because it sounds like it's it's it can apply i mean it's really not for athletes um it's it's not for young or older it's it's pretty much just if you're a human being with pain uh you're gonna make the cut <laughs> basically yeah so it helps everyone because there is a common denominator in all these people and it's that fight or flight nervous system that dictates how we behave, how we move, how we perform, how we feel, how we sleep, it dictates yeah. everything. And so it's hard to say, okay, well, it's only for these people because it's not. If you breathe, yeah. it's yeah. basically for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. good. That's good. Does this have to do as well? I mean, the word that's coming to my mind is like adrenaline. Is that, that have a lot to do with your work? Like your adrenal glands? Because when you mentioned the fight or flight, mm -hmm. I thought about the adrenal glands and stuff. Yeah. So yes. And yes, it, it, there is a connection to all of that. So when we go into this fight or flight mode, we're on high alert. So there is mm -hmm. some adrenaline there. Your cortisol levels go up. They, they get released into your bloodstream. You go on in high alert mode, basically a protection mode where all the muscles in your body or at least a lot of them go contract and they get you prepared to fight, to freeze, to flee something you're ramped up. And this yeah. happens at all different levels. If you think about it, if a gunshot goes off right now, you're going to be in major tense mode. Or if you see something, you know, like a car accident or something, your body's going to be in a really heightened state. Yeah. So the muscles are going to tense up more, but then there's also, you just got in an argument with someone you're going to feel that up. <clears throat> and so both of those types of experiences, they are putting us in that fight or flight mode, which causes a change in the way our body's functioning. And the problem with that is if we don't come out of it, recognize it and realize that we have to calm ourselves down and release the muscles that are now contracting, uh -huh. the muscles learn to stay in that pattern very quickly. And that builds up over time, especially think about all the stressors we have in our life, work, finances, driving, relationships, kids, parents, pandemic, yeah. you name it, the list goes on. Yeah. Yeah, so man, that's good. Very easily that all adds up. Yeah. 
I'll say from my own experience, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that could be listening and be like, nah, I never had that. Nah, it doesn't apply. You know what I mean? Like everyone has been in these situations, like our body physical, physically is deeply connected to the sensory world and our emotions. Um, So it makes sense that you use a holistic approach. I'll say for me, like the first thing that comes to mind is whenever there's like I mean, this hasn't happened in about a year now, but let's say like I got into a car accident or um, I feel like there's violence looming around me and I could like be involved in it somehow or I'm in a bad situation or something that's like beyond my control. I get like this really weird, sharp pain that like shoots up my lower back like and it just paralyzes me and I and I freeze up and I can't move. I don't know if you've ever encountered that yep. with somebody. But oh, absolutely. I, yeah, and I don't know where that comes from, but I started looking stuff up and yeah, I mean it's just it's all connected to that fight or flight and the body's releasing mm-hmm. stuff. And so learning how to I guess get that under control with the breath and different exercises mm-hmm. would be pertaining to a lot of your work you do with people, right? Absolutely. Because that fight or flight nervous system, guess what? It lies along your spine. Yeah. So what happens is when that gets stimulated by an external um, cue, you know, something that happens in you, mm-hmm. that your muscles in your back tighten up to protect you and to get you ready. So what happens then is if you've stayed in that alert position for too long, your body habituates to it. It gets used to that. So the back muscles stay contracted and they're going to continue to pinch on that fight or flight nervous system. So then you get stuck. Mm. The other, and the other thing is too, which is really relevant to people who are in the fitness world yeah. or endur- endurance athletes. Cause I, I run, you know, up to a hundred miles at a time is, yeah, I saw that. I was like, man, <laughs> Amy yeah. kills it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if you think about the posture that we're all taught when from little, little kid, chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut, have a strong core, suck up your gut, tighten everything up. Yeah. You're, you're changing your body position and you're training yourself to contract the back muscles, which crunch on that fight or flight nervous system. So then your body tenses up. So it becomes a problem based on the way that we were trained. We're trained to overextend ourselves, put ourselves in fight or flight mode. And then now that's your new baseline. And because we should be in a relaxed mode, most of our waking hours and definitely in our sleeping. But the problem is we're taught to be in fight or flight mode as our baseline. So everything else that happens around us is perceived as a greater danger than it should be. So is what, what you're suggesting that, I mean, it sounds like that whenever the fight or flight mode kicks in, a basis of your work is how to keep calm right in these situations because mm-hmm. your body will respond to it is that kind of like the gist of it it's basically how to keep calm in situations but also how to calm yourself down so that you can approach situations differently and how to calm yourself down to get out of pain anxiety surgeries da 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 so there's it's a multifaceted approach yeah. when I'm working with someone yeah man I could, like I'm trying to visualize like what would um like online you know just so some of our listeners I'm I'm going to drop your information in the show notes and someone 
maybe can relate to this what would like something look like online like a an exercise that would be done with somebody how would that work so when we're working with someone on zoom i'm looking at them sitting standing lying down they may be on their hands and knees on their side so depending on what that person's body needs I'll put them in that position. So some people can't lie on their back. So we're going to maybe do something on their side or on their hands and knees. And we're going to go through a special breathing process to help the rib cage get back to where it should be. So they can feel something like their low back muscles relax and then maybe feel their hamstrings activate. So the hamstrings become the stabilizing force for the person so they can calm down. And the, when they feel the hamstrings do. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's one for the pelvis and the lower lower half of the body there's other muscles out there that need to become the stabilizing force but we often don't sense that like if you're walking around in your house right now mm-hmm. do you when you walk do you feel your hamstrings contracting most no. people can't yeah most, yeah they look at me like i have five heads Unless I but, just worked out, I'm just like, like, I'm not, if anything, my knees or like something like that. <laughs> right. But when you walk, when your heel strikes the ground, you should have a sensation of your hamstrings kicking in because that helps pull your pelvis into neutral. So you don't overuse yeah. your back to walk. Yeah. And think about it. Yeah. If you're over, if you're overusing your back to walk, guess what? Your back muscles are contracting. It's going to kick in your fight or flight mode. So now walking is a fight or flight activity for you at some level where you are using muscles you shouldn't be using to walk if your back is over doing, is doing the work that your thigh muscles should be doing. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah. I've heard you say back and breath quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I just feel like um, posture and breath like these two things are a big part of your work is that is that accurate absolutely because most people are back dominant when they move through their back and breathing is the way that you can is one of two ways that you can that i work with people to calm down their fight or flight nervous system it's their body position and their breathing man it's so like something that we do so often like and yet that's the cure for so many of our ailments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're, and we're like looking for like this secret sauce, you know, and it's like you're doing it every second of your life. You're just doing your. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's so crazy. Yeah, yep. man. Yeah. Um, all right. So, go ahead. You, I was going to say the best part of it is you can change that. It's yeah. very it's all within you. And I don't say that lightly because a lot of people think you're just patronizing them and just saying, Oh, well, it's easy. I know it's hard, but it is simple, not easy. And it's very, everyone is capable of doing this as long as they're a breathing human being. Yeah. 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 I, I want to, I want to ask you this because I know Mm -hmm. not everyone's gonna, you know, everyone listening is going to be like, you know, click and like want to get a consultation Mm -hmm. with you or whatnot, but what's, What's something like for someone listening, like I'd love to just like get a tip off this lady because she she's like talking about me right now, mm-hmm. like my posture, the way I breathe, mm-hmm. fight or flight. What's something that someone can do like every day just to better themselves? Because I really think your work 
is like needed by most people, but they'll go their whole life just sacrificing it because I mean, most people do, right? So what's yep. something that like what we can do every day to help with us with this side of our life? Yeah, <clears throat> one quick tip is when you're sitting there walking around whatever state you're in right now, check, is your belly button loose or are you sucking up in it? If you're Whoa, sucking it up, if you're perfect. sucking it up and in, you're you're going to be in fight or flight mode. If you can let it go, and as you blow out, your belly button comes out, you're going to start to feel yourself be able to relax. Yeah, oh, that's mm -hmm. so good, especially like in the fitness world. And mm -hmm. I mean, we'll just say like image in an image based society where you need to look a certain way. I guess that mm -hmm. whole expression, like just letting it out, you know, just yes. like letting the belly button out, man, and the yes. belly with it and like not having to contract your ab muscles, like whenever you're like walking or like posing or whatever, just to mm -hmm. release. Um, yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a really good tip. I'm assuming yeah. most people like have it really contracted, right? Absolutely. So many people suck it up and in and they hold their breath. Yeah. You can catch yourself all day long doing that. And you're just, that's keeping you in fight or flight mode. That's what it's doing essentially. Right. Is it's like, mm -hmm. it's it. And we do it to like, I guess, hold in like fat or something like we feel skinnier. I don't know why people do it, but because I've done it too. I'm trying not to. And I, I noticed it in myself. I, I had lost 45 pounds, so I don't really have to do it. But when I was heavier, I was like, got to suck it in, you know? And uh, yeah. I think I think that's where it comes from is, uh, but but what are you doing to your body? Like on, a, on like a monthly, yearly basis. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that you're doing. One, you are, when you're sucking it up and in, you're changing the way that you breathe. Yeah. You are taking away from your diaphragm and you're forcing yourself to use your ribs and muscles attached to your, your rib cage to breathe for you, whether it's your neck muscles, your shoulder muscles, your back muscles, intercostal muscles. So by sucking it up and in, you're decreasing your ability to use your diaphragm in the way it was designed. So you're going to actually put yourself in fight or play mode. The other thing that you're doing is you're putting your body position at one extreme. So we should be in neutral and be able to extend all the way back and be able to bend all the way forward in the fetal position. When you put yourself all the way back like that by sucking it up and in, you're limiting your motion. And then people wonder why they feel tight all the time. Well, you've, you're putting yourself at one extreme motion. You're teaching yourself to stay there all the time. So the muscles learn that pattern of, of existence. So they don't know how to let go to allow you to curl back up. And so this is why I see all the time people have flipped discs, they have herniated discs, they get sciatica, they get neck pain, they get pain shooting down their arms, all yeah. because they put themselves at one edge of the motion. They're uh, one, one end of the range of motion. And so they get stuck and it doesn't serve them. And the more you're in fight or flight mode, the more it hurts a lot of your body's processes. And there's so much you know, out there about stress and how it impacts disease processes and all of that. Yeah, well, that's where I kind of wanted to go next as you were talking. 
and oddly enough you mentioned that is like I'm 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 here like at first glance I'm thinking like yeah like we we want to hold in our stomachs body image whatever but then it's like then there's like there's not there's another layer that it doesn't really have to do with that as much as for for everyone right and then others are just like in a constant state of stress and tension um and so their body changes and they they stay in a position that's not natural because they feel like it they should be in that position since they're in stress mode and what you're suggesting is you can still undergo a high level of what we would call stress or workload and remain with your you know belly button out with your shoulders dropped and still breathing at a certain pace is is that what you're suggesting Yeah. So what happens when we get stressed and and all that, our ability to move and let go and be flexible changes. We really have to um, just learn more strategies, become more aware of how to mitigate the stress because the stress changes breathing. So I'll, I'll work with clients and they'll, they'll jump on zoom and they say, Oh my gosh, something just happened. You know, I'm in so much, I'm in so much stress. My breathing is off or they'll say all of a sudden this pain showed up, lay them down. And it's like your breathing pattern changed from what we had worked on the previous week. Your whole breathing pattern has changed and they can't feel it and they don't know it. And so once we shift them back, their whole body pain goes away. And it's all because the stress led to contraction, led to muscles working and their body position being out of order. You fix that, they go back to normal. And even if they've been doing it for like five years or something like that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I work with people in their 80s. You can change. You can change. I mean, I work with little kids, kids with ADHD who are so ramped up because their body position puts them in fight or flight mode they can't sit down to focus you change the way they breathe and hold themselves they calm down go back to sleep so it works for all ages is there is there like a most common issue you see amongst patients like like most people are doing this wrong yeah so when you think about breathing and doctors even encourage us they say take a deep breath and we yeah. all expect someone to lift up our rib cage up towards our head. I'm like, no, our rib cage, yeah. we're not supposed to breathe in vertically and lift up towards the top yeah. of our head. We yeah. want to breathe in horizontally so the air goes in our nose to the back of our throat. So it goes into our lungs, not lift up using our shoulders, neck, or head muscles. It's, yeah. it's a very common thing I see. Yeah, that's, I mean, and it's funny because, like, when you're a kid, it's like, that's what the doctor says. And, like, mm-hmm. he's got the thing around his ears and he's got the beer belly and he's the doctor. And he's like, you need to put your hands up and breathe. And, like, mm-hmm. even, like, um, you know, in sports, like, the coaches are like, push your arms up, you know, and, like, try to get air. And it's everything is about, like, lifting up our chest out to catch air um mm-hmm. and you're just you're saying it's it's like it's not even vertical it's 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 horizontal and then that makes me think of more of um when i started meditating and most people start mm-hmm. meditating they they're breathing wrong when they meditate you know 
or or they're doing yoga or whatever it's like we're still like raising our shoulders we're still trying to gasp for air like it's above us like Mm -hmm. we're in a pool or something and it's like oh yeah what people don't realize is in order to use your diaphragm to get air in your front lower ribs need to be anchored down to support the diaphragm but when you lift up your whole rib cage you're lifting the diaphragm up with it so you're trying to get air in in another way that's not using the diaphragm so it goes against kind of the whole purpose of you know we want to calm down and there's so much to reward ourselves by calming our body down so much so many benefits yeah yeah i think i'd I'd like to just go there next and like kind of yeah just because i feel like there's like the only benefits i see right now is like you'll have like less stress and like body uh, like a release of body tension but what are some other like real benefits you've seen because i know Mm -hmm. i'm 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 not there yet like i'm slouched over like i don't breathe right all the time stress Mm -hmm. and stuff and i that's why i also wanted to have this conversation to just gain some some of that knowledge and wisdom from you and and for our listeners but yeah what are some other like benefits you've seen sure so for let's go with first we'll start with the fitness world so in the fitness world mm-hmm. when your body's in a correct position and you know how to calm down your muscles are going to release they're going to go back to its normal length you don't have to say oh i'm tight anymore oh my hamstrings are tight and when i run a marathon first thing i do afterwards is i squat and breathe i don't stretch i don't stretch beforehand i don't stretch afterwards i just get my nervous system to calm down wow. when your when your muscles go back to their normal length then you're going to be able to generate more strength more power more agility because now you're using them in the correct manner when muscles are tight they actually you know they have a shorter distance which they contract to generate strength so if you can calm down the nervous system that tells how much the muscle to is contracting you can change your strength your your speed your agility your power all of that so yeah you know, they always talk about like that mind and muscle connection while you're working out and it's it's popular term like we say it but i even wonder if if a lot of us are doing it you know like what does that even mean like to connect mm-hmm. your mind with your muscle and really really mm-hmm. train the muscle and you're not just like throwing dumbbells and stuff you know mm-hmm And part of it is when I watch weightlifters, I'll see them lift and they're using their back, they're using their head to try to get arm strength. I mean, I corrected a lady the other day who was doing some bicep curls, trying Mm -hmm. to get some nice looking arms. And what she's doing is she's just leaning back or just throwing her head back. I'm like, one, that weight is too heavy for you because now you're using your back to lift up these weights. And that's a common thing I see. And I said, you need to drop it down. I wanted her to go half of the weight, but she only did a third. And she still, she's like, wow, I can actually feel that in my arm now. And, you know, and just within a week, she started seeing a different definition in her arm. But the thing is, we all do that, some form of that. So looking at how you can lift weights differently and move differently, there's a it's a big deal when it comes to the nervous system and how that interacts with how you move and lift weights. 
how how about like um and i'm really glad you mentioned the fitness mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners are active people and i'm mm-hmm. fitness trainer and all that how how much of all of this has an effect on our internal like digestive system oh huge huge because the autonomic nervous system it's a the system that runs your organs and your blood pressure your heart rate so there's three components. One is that fight or flight nervous system we've been talking about. Yeah. And then the opposite of that, which is parasympathetic relaxation, which includes digestion. But there's also the enteric nervous system, which is also a component of what we're talking about. So it does mm. matter when you're yeah. calm, that improves your digestion. The other thing is when you're sucking your gut up and in all the time, guess what? You're decreasing space available for your digestive tract exactly which is very very bad for your digestive tract because it needs to be able to move that's part of peristalsis and moving food down the the chain and you know it needs to have that space so it can contract and expand like an accordion so yeah sucking your gut up and in not good not good for the long term yeah yeah yeah, even when like people are constipated, it's almost like they give them almost a uh, like a breathing technique to release what's inside of them when everything in them wants to like push harder, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it's like yep. it's actually the opposite answer what you're looking for. Exactly. Um, that's really good. That's really good. Um, what what got you like? just started into this is just was it healing something in yourself and another how did it go down a couple different ways I was a director of a clinic and started looking at asymmetries in the body did some coursework and in that and how the diaphragm is asymmetrical and it was actually training to try to qualify for the Boston Marathon on the treadmill and I started messing with my breathing and my rib cage position and trying to feel feel things differently and all of a sudden I felt all the tightness everything go go away I didn't have to stretch when I got off the treadmill no aches and pains all those typical runner stuff it all went away and it it shocked me at first I wasn't sure if I was on to something or if I you know if everyone already knew this and I was just late to the game and (laughs) you know you're never you're never quite sure so then I started talking to other people about and they're like we have no clue what you're talking about um and so then I started teaching this you know I kind of started playing on other people and it got you know I'd get people out of major surgeries knee replacements I had nerve injuries people were getting faster better and doctors like what what's going on how who are you seeing what are you doing and so (laughs) then I started running marathons pain-free and ran faster than I could before qualified for Boston ran that four times and I'm like okay there's something to this so yeah and then I just developed it into a process and eventually got hired to travel around the world with a famous photographer to get him out of a couple of surgeries that led me to Antarctica. And then yeah, eventually started my own business, trying to teach this to as many people as possible. So badass. And it's like, and it's essentially like something that's, I love it. Cause it's not like you have this magical product, you know, it's like, no, the answers are within you. 
you know yeah. like it's like you just need the wisdom and the teaching mm -hmm. but it's like it's, it's something that you keep for life it's not like you gotta renew it or something it's just it's no. there it's there with you yep. and it's almost like once you once you become altered in this experience like you'll never mm -hmm. breathe the same again right mm -mm. you you own it it's yeah. no one can take it away from you you have the ability to do this every single day you can implement it anytime you want to it's yours yeah. that's the that's the beauty yeah and is it like a like a step-by-step -step process is it a course is it just like after these five sessions you know talking with you how does that go down so everyone's different because okay. we take into factor your medical history your social history mental health history all of that matters and it depends on what what you want to achieve are we trying to get you out of pain, trying to manage stress? Are we doing both? Are we getting you out of surgery? So depending on what a person is going through, that dictates the course. So I work with people. I coach them one-on-one -on -one through this process. So it usually it's once a week, and I record the sessions. I give them the recording so they can practice, so then they can progress. So once they're done with this whole process, they are, they have a complete program for whatever issue or issues that we've been working on and they know what to do. Oh, so it's super customized to them and their life and their problems. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. good. That's it's not like yeah. a one size fits all thing. Love it. No, I'm going to, I'm working on a uh, online course to do a little bit more general, but mm -hmm. that will just be for the fundamentals because most people that I work with one-on-one -on -one, you know, the entrepreneurs, the business owners, CEOs, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. I mean, I have people, you know, of all levels, some people in chronic pain in the holistic world. And I mean, I have psychologists, fitness trainers, all these people, they're all different. So one-on-one, -on -one, you know, really can address someone's unique needs. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it's like, it's one of these, I guess I'll call it practices industries where when you heal this side of you, like it affects every other facet of your life, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Like nothing, nothing will be the same, you know? Um, you're, you're, liter you're literally breathing life into all areas. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. neat. They're, they're a completely different person. You see people smile. There's a sparkle in their eyes. They've accomplished something they couldn't be do before. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. No, I even like uh, having this call with you. Once you said the whole like belly button thing, I like mm -hmm. released myself, you know, because I was just tense and I was like, yeah, now I know what she's talking about. <laughs> yes. 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 You got it. <laughs> so, last thing, I, I love mm -hmm. that you're a marathon runner, an author. Mm -hmm. You even speak Spanish. Come on now. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of Miami people in here. And, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about the penguins and your photography. Like you're on the <laughs> National Geographic. How was that? So when I so the photographer is not a National Geographic photographer. It's just a, it's a different photographer. But okay, the penguins I did photograph in Antarctica when I was down there, making sure to keep them out of a couple surgeries. Um, and so they're a symbol of, you know, strength against adversity, rebirth. And so I use it as a symbol for my company because it's possible in everyone. Mm. And, um, I, I love the beauty and wildlife and nature. And 
So I did a gallery showing of all that work that I took down in Antarctica. And it's just another passion of mine because it's, you know, it's all about life. It's all about beauty and Mm. it's all in us. Man, that's so good. That's so good. Um, Dr. Amy Navani, it's been really a pleasure speaking with you and getting to know you. And I'm really glad we had this conversation. Thank you so much for having me on, Justin. I really appreciate you giving me the chance to share and just, you know, provide some value to your audience. Yeah, no, I I really think everyone got value. And if you're listening, make sure you check out her website. And yeah, just get a call with you. And, you know, if this is something that relates to you, just just take this wisdom and, and let it free you. Let it literally breathe life into you. So thanks again, Amy. And, um, you know, maybe we could talk again soon. Absolutely. Great. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.